And uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, continue here our series as we go through verse by verse in um, 1 Timothy about authentic church. Of course, as we've noted already several times, main instruction given was that these things are given that they, that they ought us know how they might behave themselves in the house of God. And so we've looked at chapter 4 and, and looked at the warnings about the latter days. And then we've seen the stark contrast that the minister needs to be. And so he's going to end the chapter in chapter 4, verses 12 to 16, about some reminders to the, to the preacher, reminders about um, what, what ought to be an emphasis in his life. We looked at uh, his youth, and it says there, Let no man despise thy youth, verse 12. But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. And he goes on in verse 13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. All right, so he continues here in this um, list of things to to, uh, to remind the, the preacher, to remind Timothy about certain things in his life. And again, it would be good for us to take, uh, take note of that in our own personal lives. Um, you know, sometimes we, we try to separate some of, these, uh, some of these teachings as just peculiar or particular to the preacher, but really um, anything good for the preacher is good for the church, right? And so he continues on, and, and we're going to, just pick it up here from, uh, from verse 13 um, about some things to give attendance to. And so we'll pray. We'll ask the Lord to, to bless our time. Father God, again, we thank you, Lord, for this evening. We ask that you please minister to us and help us, Lord, to learn and be reminded of, of some things that we ought to give attendance to. And then, uh, Lord, as you lead further on in the passage, and pray that you'd help us, Lord, to apply these things in our lives. And Lord, thank you that as we consider the the ministry, and consider, Lord, the joy it is to be a church family, Lord, and ministering and living in these days that we get an opportunity to show you forth and show you in, in this dark time. And so I pray that you'd help us to desire that. I pray that you do a work in us in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. So Paul, Paul shifts his focus and attention to what Timothy needs to give his attendance to. Notice there in verse 13, says, till I come, give attendance to. And so Timothy, as the pastor, needed to give himself to the most important things. He, he needed to pay attention to some things. He needed not to be absent when it comes to certain things within his own life. And that, that word attendance means to give attention, right? to give regard, to make careful application of mind. So to focus, to, to ensure that you're attending to it. And, you know, as people, we can be neglectful of certain things that we ought to be paying attention to. 
you ever done this, men? You've come from a, a full day of work and you've come home and your wife wanted to have a conversation with you. And you're sitting there and, and before you know it, you're just going, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she could be saying to you the most dire of things and you're just not really there. Anyone else or is that just me? All right, thank you, some of you, some of you honest people, all right. But, um, you know, all of us can, can do that at times when it comes to important things. Uh, we should be listening or we should be taking heed or we should be, we should be paying attention. And, and at times we treat, um, we treat important things that way. But he says here just another list of, of things to give attendance to certain things. And um, similarly, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, the Bible says this, My son, attend to my words. Okay, when you're in attendance, that means you are present, you are there. If you are absent, then you are not there. You're not in attendance. In Proverbs 7:24, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. And all of these here has to do with, uh, with the Bible, has to do with his relationship with the Word of God. And, and what Paul was saying to Timothy here is pay attention to the important things, Timothy. Give attendance to these things. And, and this to us, again, speaks about what our relationship with God's Word ought to be. And, and isn't this so basic tonight? Isn't it pretty basic? I mean, how many times, how many times have I or, or other of our pastors in the past or, or other preachers talked about the Bible? But don't you understand this evening that, that really when it comes down to it, your attendance to the Word of God is such a critical thing, isn't it? And as basic as it is this evening, it's needful for us to be reminded again. You know why? Because the Bible reminds us. And it's reminding here through, through um, Paul's communication to Timothy. So this speaks about our relationship with God's Word and how it ought to be. And, and we're going to see some, uh, some, of, these, some of these words and, and some of these things that he's saying, give attention to it. And, and firstly, notice there the first one is reading. It says, give attendance to reading. Reading is discovering by marks, understanding. Look at and comprehend the meaning of a written or printed matter by interpreting the characters or symbols of which it is composed. And, and what, what that is, is the input of the Bible. You understand that, that we often start with, read your Bible, don't we? We tell our children, we, we sing that song, read your Bible, pray every day. And you'll what? Grow. But, but so often, the thing that we most neglect is the thing that is most basic. Read. Uh, you know, we're living in a society that, that is just uh, less and less readers. You know that saying, readers are leaders. Leaders are readers. And, and oftentimes, we, we look at, at people in the past, and one of the, uh, one of the characteristics of a manly man is the, his library. And we understand we have different ways of, of which we can have books these days, and it's so much more convenient for those of you who, uh, who, have tried, who have moved on to technology. You can have a whole library on your iPad. Um, you can have several different things that you can read. But I think in, in this instance here, he's just giving the exhortation to Timothy, don't forget, pay attention to reading your Bible. Isn't that basic? He says, just read it. Uh, 
uh, discover it. We, we so often take for granted the fact that we have the printed Word of God. And we don't even have to have it with us in, a, in, in the volume that it's in. We can have it on our phones. We can have it on our computer screens. And more and more we have access to the Word of God. And, and I hope that you at, at least understand that it starts right there. How's your Bible reading? Do you set yourselves a, a time or even some goals to read your Bible through? I remember years ago we, we had a when when the church was quite early and, and young, we had a Bible reading challenge. Years ago, and I remember no one could beat Brother Roger de los Reyes. He just, you know, he just was he just w- would beat everyone. But I remember as a young young uh, teenager, I remember just, just trying to trying to read and 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 I'll tell you, sometimes we neglect the most basic things. Just reading. And, and, and sometimes we get, we get uh, beyond that and we try to think, well, we need to, you know, study and all of this. But, but understand, you, you won't be able to have, uh, you won't be able to, to study and understand without reading. And I know you might, some of you might go, well, I listen to the Bible. And you can, you can have someone else read it for you. But it's still reading. And you, you still need to read the Word of God. Again, in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1, My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding. And the way to do that is just simply this, reading. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty basic. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed is he that readeth. And we go through it, and, and it's interesting. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 17. Go back with me. Keep your finger, of course, there in First Timothy. But um, look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter seventeen and verses eighteen and nineteen. And look at the command he gave to those who would rule the nation. And he says in verse eighteen, and it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of this kingdom of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them. You know, he commanded this to the kings, the one that was going to sit on the throne there, who was going to lead the nation of Israel. And he's saying to, to the king, he says, write the law, that means all of it, but he says you're going to read therein all your life. And, you know, sometimes we have this attitude, and, and I don't know about you, maybe you've read the Bible through, and I hope you have. I hope you have. If you've never done that, set yourself a goal to do that. Genesis right through to Revelation. All right, if you read uh, four or five chapters a day, you could get through it pretty much in a year. And, and I try to exercise myself to do that. But, but guess what? Some of you, you've been saved for a long time. And maybe you have read through your Bible. Can I just exhort you? Read through it again. Because the, the, the basic input of, of the Word of God needs to, to happen in that regard. And even those, he said to those who would lead the nation, read. Read all your life. And listen, um, maybe, maybe for, for some of you here, the reason why you don't know what God says about anything is because you've never read His Word. 
You think, well, I'll turn up to church and, and you know, pastor, I'm sure, will, will preach something about that. But listen, I can't be there and I can't read it for you. I can't, I can't sit there and, and I can't read it for you and feed you through the week. Listen, you, you're meant to take part in that reading. He says, give attendance to reading. How's your focus on your reading of the Bible? It's not earth-shattering truth here this evening. Just good reminders. How's your reading? Do you set yourself a goal? Hey, listen, maybe you've read it, you've set yourself the goal of reading it once through in a year. How about trying to read it twice through in a year? Uh, one time I set myself the goal of reading through it four times in the year. And I got to do it. It was, it was good. I, I enjoyed that. Um, but, but times where we purposely take the time to read the Word of God. You know, how could you study something that you don't read? I, I know sometimes you, you some, especially some of you uni students, you're just trying to get by, you know, with your assignments. And, and you just try to just, you know, you write your essays and you write all of that and you've not actually read your material. Okay, some of you are guilty of that. I know it. You know how I know? Because I did it, all right? So sometimes, sometimes we treat the Bible that way. Like if we skim through it, somehow we'll get something at the end. But, but listen, the way, the way you're, you're supposed to, in the, from a very basic point of view, we need to read, all right? Reading the Word of God. He says, give attendance to reading. How's your reading? Do you have a plan this week? to get up early or to set aside some time in the middle of the day to read the Word of God? Or do you, is it just happenstance? Just if you have time or if you feel like it that day or, or if, if you happen to just stumble on a, on a graphic on Instagram that has a verse on it, that's your Bible reading for the day. No, it's reality. Sometimes that's, that's all you're getting. And I'm just saying, like, we need to purposely, he says, give attendance. Apply yourself to it. Keep focused. Make sure you're not absent in that. So he says reading, and that's really the input, okay, the input of the Word of God. Then notice here, give attendance to exhortation. And exhortation is, is this, it's the definition, the form of words intended to incite and encourage advice, counsel. An address or communication emphatically urging someone to do something. And what that is, is output. It's the output of the Word of God. You know, the, one of the best ways to, to familiarize yourself and to apply the Word of God is to simply use it in your everyday. And it's, it's quite easy today to, to exhort through the, use, through the use of the Word of God. You could text. You could email. You could sit with someone and have a conversation. All of those are profitable, but he's saying exhort, have some output. You know, so, so many times the reason why we, uh, we don't ever grow in our, in, our, in our Bible reading, in our relationship with the Word of God, is we don't use it in, use it in everyday life. You think about the, the, the command given to, to the households in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Basically, he was saying, you know, use the Word of God as you lie down, as you, as you go to sleep, as you get up every morning. Use the Word of God. Give it. 
um, get in the habit of, of, of sharing that with your family, of, of, of sitting with your children, those of you parents, exhort. Uh, look at Luke chapter 3. And look at verses 15 to 18. And as the people were in expectation, all the men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. John answered, saying unto them, All I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, that the latchet of whom, whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly... Thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat in his garner, but the chaff he will burn with fire and quenchable. And you know what he was doing? He was quoting scripture. And then he says in verse 18, and many other things in his exhortation preached he unto the people. And part of part of part of preaching and part of the reason why we come together in 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 situations like this tonight is for the exhortation of the word of God. Alright, but but listen. If I don't read it, I can't exhort. Does that make sense? Um, if, if, you, if, if verses can't come to mind, and I'm not saying that, that you know, sometimes we forget and all of that, but if verses come, don't come to mind or there's never a truth that you can share, then listen, how's your reading? Are you giving attendance to that? Because then the next thing is this, give attendance to exhortation. Some of you Sunday school teachers, you... you, you, you Study your lesson through the week. Are you in the Word of God? But then also, are you, is it just a lesson or is that your manner of living? Is that something that you, you, you give, you know, you small groups leaders? Are you, are you in the Word of God so that you can exalt those that are in your group? That's what they need. They don't need your opinion. They need your advice in the Word of God. They need to be encouraged and advised and counseled through the Word of God. And we need that. Exhortation is so important. But then, go back to 1 Timothy. Look at verse 13 again. He says, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, but then also to doctrine. So we see that reading is the input, exhortation is the output, but doctrine is how to stay put. That's the study. And he's saying doctrine is instruction and confirmation in the truths of God's Word. And listen, part of, part of what Timothy needed to give his attendance to was just to grow in his depth and knowledge of doctrine in the Word of God. And it's just, you know, it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't that he was to spend his days just sort of, you know, surfing the web, sort of just milling around. No, he was to give his mind to the doctrine, the doctrines of the Word of God. He was, he was to grow depth in his knowledge of the Word. And, and part of that, the exercise of that is the reading, but then the exhortation. Again, I, I think I, I've mentioned this before. One of the best ways to learn is to teach. And, and again, if you've got you, your parents, you've got a great opportunity to, to grow in your spiritual depth by teaching your children. And, and just take opportunity to, to expound. And, and, and God, 
has given that, uh, that command, hasn't he, to Timothy again in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God. And so there's that level of attendance that he needs to give to the study of the Word of God. This was a study of and faithfulness to God's Word. And at times, at times the, reason why, uh, the reason why people deviate away from, from truth is because they've never been grounded in doctrine. We're speaking to, to our young people about that on Friday night during our Friday, our teen Bible study. And can I just, can I just encourage you parents, please make sure your, your young people are there. Get them to come along on those Friday nights when we, we just go through and we, we went through soul winning and, and what it was, what we were supposed to do and, and what, what our motivation is, why we're supposed to in the first place. And we just talk through some of the, some of the key passages and key verses of the Word of God about about how to, how to lead someone to Christ. But I, I wonder how many of us here this, morning, uh, this evening know the references and know the passages that we're supposed to go to. You know what that is? It's doctrine. And there's other ways. We, we went through the basic Romans road. But there's other, other verses to turn to. We were... Uh, Pastor EJ and I were just going back and forth which verses we would turn to for this and that. It was enjoyable. And I think the, the boys who were there learned. It was good. But how many of us on purpose give attendance to doctrine? Do we take time during the, the week? And you know, we develop ourselves in, in other ways. We, we talked about it uh, earlier in the passage, you know, uh, bodily exercise profiteth little, and we invest in our bodily exercise. But I wonder how, how often we exercise unto godliness in this way give, by giving attendance to doctrine. What are we doing to strengthen ourselves in doctrine? Um, are we taking institute class, maybe? Um, are, we, are we reading good books that, that are in line with the Scripture? But, but are we, in the, in just in the first place, are we contemplating and meditating and studying the, the Word of God itself? Comparing Scripture with Scripture. And, and that's, that's what he says. He says, give attendance to doctrine. And so he goes to those three things. He says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. But then he goes on, look at verse 14. He says this, not only, don't, not only give attendance to but then he says, neglect not. He says, there's some things that you ought not to neglect. You remember Timothy was one that, that Paul sent to this church in Ephesus to, to lead and to shepherd. And there were certain things he was not to neglect. And here Timothy is told not to neglect some things. And again, it's easy to neglect things when we're in the habit of using them. You ever, um, you ever been driving down the road? Just driving down the road, maybe a familiar, familiar route that you're, you've been taking, and suddenly your vehicle just conks out, and immediately you thought, you know, I should have checked my tire pressure. I should have checked my oil. There's certain things that you're meant to be checking on, not neglecting, not putting off. And here he's, he's saying, don't neglect certain things. 
neglect not. He, it's an it's a admonition to remember, but, but then also to maintain. And, and there's a cost to maintenance, isn't there? But there's also a cost to not maintaining and neglecting. And here Paul is instructing Timothy not to neglect or, or fail to, to care for properly and maintain certain things that were needful for his continuing faithfulness. And firstly, he says, neglect not the gift that is in thee. And I think we understand as believers that, that each of us we are gifted with, with certain things. God gifts us. Right? God gifts us our lives. God gifts us our talents, spiritual then He gives us our spiritual gifts. Those are all part of uh, the package of who we are in Christ. And, and He's saying to Timothy, neglect not the gift that is in thee. So again, firstly, don't neglect the gift. As with every Christian, Timothy was given a gift. And his instruction to him was to not neglect it. And, you know, we've been given a spiritual gift, spiritual gifts. We can see that in Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12. We heard about it during missions conference in 2 Corinthians chapter, um, chapter 10 about our, our rule, our, our area of faith, our measure of faith. All of that has to do with our spiritual gifting. But if you think about it as well, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, we're, we've been given a vocation wherewith we are called. You know what that is? It's a gift. It's your area of responsibility. That's a gift. And, and he's saying, don't neglect that. Don't neglect what the gift that is in thee. It's that measure of faith given at salvation. And, and, and he's saying here, we are to maintain it. Don't neglect it. Uh, when was the last time you thought about what your spiritual gifts are and what your vocation is? I know that's a pretty broad question. But when was the last time you just thought, how am I doing with the usage of my gift? Because here's what happens. When you neglect it, you're wasting it. You're just going along and maybe you're even using it. But when was the time where you just stopped and just thought about, okay, how am I doing with the usage of my gift? Uh, through usage, but also through regular examination of how we're using it, do we regularly examine where we're at with that. And recently, again, God just brought, brought attention to, to the fact that He's gifted me certain things. And, and it, was, it was just uh, that Sunday morning, the, on my birthday, I just woke up early enough to just, God just spoke to me about some things. And it was just like, you know, Hernan, you, you've, I've gifted you some things. It's a gift. Neglect not, not the gift that is in thee. And he's saying to Timothy, don't neglect that. Uh, you, you know the parable of the talents? You know, the, the, the expectation was they were going to gain usury. They were to, meant to invest their gift. You know what that is? Mentality of growth. We're meant to grow our gifting. You know he, who he rebuked? The one who hid it and did nothing with it. And so he's saying, don't neglect it. Don't just put it aside as if it's just going to... No, it's a gift. And again, when we apply it here to Timothy, in Timothy's case, this is also speaking about his gift of, of being the pastor, of preaching. 
And if we see this as we go through and we think about the rest of the, the verse, he, 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 it's really speaking about that. And, and, you know, again, we know something a little bit about Timothy. He was a young preacher. And, and maybe he wasn't getting the results. <laughs> maybe he didn't feel like his gifting was leading anywhere. And I'll tell you, I know how he feels. I know sometimes I'm exercising my gift and I'm going, is it even, are you even using it, Lord? <laughs> and, and I know, understand his heart here and, and maybe Paul, I think Paul through the Holy Ghost understood with Timothy, this was an exhortation, don't neglect it. So you might observe that, but get better at it, grow in it. And, and really he was speaking about this thing that was put on him. Uh, notice here, not only his gift, but his conviction he says, don't neglect your conviction, it was which was given thee by prophecy. And that can be a complicated thing to understand. This, this could mean, in regard to Timothy's gifting, that there was a prophecy about Timothy given to Paul about his gifting. Maybe there was a foretelling. Uh, maybe Paul, in his, uh, in his understanding, God gift, gave him a, a certain measure of understanding about Timothy. In fact, as... as Maybe as Paul was passing by, you remember the story in the book of Acts? Paul notices Timothy and asks about him. So it could mean that there was a prophecy about Timothy given to Paul about his gifting. But I, I just believe in this, in this context here, it was given thee by prophecy. I believe this refers to how Timothy knew what his gifting was. It was through preaching. He was, he was listening to some preaching. Prophecy is also preaching. And he says here, that was given thee by prophecy. And, and, and this, this was something that Timothy understood by preaching. Not his preaching, but the hearing of preaching. And, and I recall, as, as I uh, at times do, just the time when God called me to preach was during a message. During preaching, God affirmed and then confirmed and called me during messages, during preaching. And you'll find many that that is a very common thing. Uh, that's a very common thing to, to understand for those that have a calling, especially in regard to preaching, that many times they were called under preaching. Um, and many of us, we often hear from the Lord through preaching. Again, prophecy is simply preaching, declaring what God said. So at some point, Timothy was convicted of his need to exercise his gift of preaching and further, his gift to be a preacher. So what he's saying is don't neglect, don't neglect the gifting, your gift. Exercise it and maintain it. Uh, make sure you're properly caring for it. But then he also said don't forget your conviction. Don't forget the, the, the fact that you were convicted of your call. And, and Paul said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And, and Paul even understood that calling and, and he remembered it. And, and I want to encourage you, especially you, you men uh, who probably maybe you stood here on that first night of, of missions conference. And you said you had a calling on your life. Don't forget and don't neglect your conviction about that. 
Go back to that moment often. Go back to what the Lord spoke to your heart about. In fact, here's what I would do if I were you because here's what I did. I wrote it down. And at times when I'm sort of moving away from that and maybe lacking in confidence, maybe feeling a bit discouraged and maybe feeling like then I go back and I don't neglect it and I look back and I can look at, look at a time where I wrote down where God spoke to my heart and that conviction comes rushing in again. It may be different for you. Maybe the different conviction, maybe certain things that, that you ought not to neglect. And he's saying here, don't neglect that, that conviction. But then notice again in verse 14, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. And, and evidently this happened during this, this public affirmation of his calling. And this was a, a message to Timothy to say, don't neglect that affirmation. And here it was the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. A presbytery is a body of, of elders in the church. A body of, of pastors or, or men of ministry. And, and, and here we can, we can uh, probably safe to say that this was the ordination that he was speaking about. That when you study that, that, that phrase laying on of the hands, it was often a, a, a formal time where a group of men affirmed in, a, in another man the calling of God upon their lives for the gospel ministry. That's what an ordination is. And some of us, we, we attended uh, Pastor Mansour's ordination recently. The, there was a laying on, on of the hands there. And what he was reminding Timothy was, you know, there were others who affirmed and understood and see the calling upon your life. I remember my own ordination in this very hall. And I still have the certificate, not because we need to have a certificate. No, because it's a memorial for me about what those men said to me that night. The advice they gave me right here from this pulpit. The, the, those men of you, some of you sitting here tonight, who stood up and affirmed some things about the gifting in my life. And there's times, I'll just be honest with you, where I look and I go, is, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And he's, he's saying, don't neglect the time of affirmation. Don't neglect those, that time where, where others testified of, of God's work in your life. And maybe in your situation here, maybe there's, there's some things you're, you're, you're wondering about with God, whether, whether it's actually... What you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. And maybe you can recall a time where maybe your husband or your wife or your children or those you've ministered to or a friend or a peer just said, hey, listen, I see this in your life. You're this way. I see God's work in your life that way. And, and, and he's saying, don't neglect. Don't neglect that time of affirmation. Brush it up a little bit. Remind yourself, maintain that in your life. And we see this, this pattern in, even in, in Acts chapter 13 where they sent Paul and Barnabas and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And I recall other times and I often would, would send, I, I try to, I've tried to get a photo of the times when our missionaries that we've sent, we've laid hands on them. And from time to time, I will send them a photo. You know what that affirms to them? 
this church is behind them. And in times of discouragement, in times where, where, where maybe it's, it's in the busyness of the work, you, you get weary and you get faint about the, the, the work and the labor of it, you just need some affirmation and a reminder. He says, don't neglect that. Don't neglect that others recognize it in your life. And maybe you have the mentality, well, no one else so will listen. You've never been really discouraged then. If you think you can, you can just lone ranger your way through the Christian life, then uh, can I just be honest with you? Maybe you haven't lived. Because God uses others to encourage us. That's just God's method. He'll use others to affirm what, what God is really saying and thinking. And, and so he's, he's saying here, don't neglect this time where there was a laying on of the hands of the presbytery. And, and Timothy, he was ordained and commissioned to be a preacher. And he was charged not to neglect that gift. Now, I don't know what your gift is. Maybe it was a time where someone asked you to serve in that ministry. Maybe it was a time where someone shared an encouraging word to you. And, and maybe you just need to remember and not neglect that time. You know, often we need just a, just a gentle reminder of, of what we're, we're doing for the Lord and what our gift is. And he's saying don't neglect. He's saying in the usage of it, but, but also in, in this way, the maintenance of it. Neglect not. And so what we'll... We'll leave it there, I think. And we understand then that, that there's some things that he needed to give attendance to. And I wonder if we can just close here. I wonder if you can give attendance to some things. Maybe you've, you've not given attendance. You've not been focused. You, you've, not been paying a, you've not been paying attention to. You've sort of just not, not, you've been absent from it. Maybe it needs to start here. How's your reading of the Word of God? How's your exhortation? Maybe you would set yourself a goal this week of sending three messages that are exhorting. Not criticizing, just exhorting. Not, not your opinion. Maybe counsel from the Word of God. Maybe you would just set yourself the goal of, of deepening yourself in doctrine this week. Maybe you just want to go through, again, how do you lead someone to Christ? Maybe the doctrine of the Bible, the, the doctrine of the, the Holy Ghost. I, I don't know. There's so many things you could get from the Word of God that you need to deepen in. And, and then don't neglect. I want to especially encourage you men who have at times said to me and said to other men of God and said, Pastor, I feel like I have a calling. I feel like I'm called to the ministry. Can I, can I exhort you to not neglect the gift that is in thee? And maybe there hasn't been a laying of hands, but maybe there's been an affirmation. There's been a time where someone said, look, I see that gift in you. Look, I see that you're, you, I see God has, has, has shaped you for this. And maybe it's different for you. Maybe it's just to be the wife that you should be. That's a gift. And you husbands, you're, you as a husband, that's a gift. And maybe you would remember the day you made those vows. Because that was a day of affirmation. 
that was a day where, where, where publicly before others you declared something. You made a vow before the Lord and to each other. Don't neglect that. It's a gift. And, and, and maybe it's other areas, but whatever it is, neglect not. He says, give attendance to it and neglect not. And then next time we're here, we're going to look at some things we need to meditate upon and some things we need to take heed unto. And so let's pray. We'll ask the Lord to, to bless and then we can be dismissed. Father in heaven, thank you again for your, your grace and mercy to us. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to look through a couple of verses in Scripture. Lord, to deepen ourselves, to give us understanding. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to give attendance to some things and not neglect some things. Lord, the things that you've, you've just expanded on for us tonight. So I pray that you'd help us, Lord. And, and Lord, really at the end of it, just tells us that our profiting will appear to all. And as we apply these things in our lives, that, Lord, there will be fruit. And really, just what we desire, fruit to our account, but really for your glory and for your honor. So help us, Lord, as we, in our relationship with the Word of God and in in the things that you've put in us, Lord, as a gift, I pray that you'd help us this week. In Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name.